Africa. I think it's Aristotle that said that uh, sh- uh, give me a child before the age of seven and I will show you the man. So I understood at some point that we are so programmed our whole life and mostly before the age of seven. So in order to kind of restructure and reprogram, we need to hack this program and change them because if we don't, it will be harder to change. It will be more difficult. Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna Podcast. This podcast is meant to encourage you to connect within so you can share your light with the world. And now, here's your host, Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Harrison Ma. Welcome, mystical, powerful, beautiful souls and beings to another episode of the Cosmic Love Antenna. I am your host here, Harrison, with a loving, powerful, mentally advanced and and just loving heart that I'm going to share with you today. And I'm going to, I'm going to get to her in a second. You can tell I'm a bit excited. But uh, before I get to it, I want to start, as I have been doing these episodes the last couple of weeks, with some gratitude, with some love. If you're out there in the podcast world tuning in today, I love you very much. Thank you for bringing us your heart, bringing us your ears. If uh, Remember that if you get some value out of this episode today, you can do a couple things to support this show, to support the guest and myself. You can share this episode out on your social media feeds to a friend, to a family member that might need this chat. You can also go onto Apple, go onto Spotify, leave your reviews of what you gained from this. Remember the gems that you get from these kinds of conversations really help other people bring in their attention and love to these chats. So get your voice out there. Remember that with the intention of this show is to help you connect inwards to your inner self connection. So you can spread that outwards into your outer self expression by pulling back the layers, restricting health alignment and love. And today I have a beautiful woman who is going to help me do that. Corinne Tyden is a performance coach. She has a beautiful background in helping you hack the mind, right? Helping you tap into your beautiful potential within you. Today, we're going to get into some of the topics that Corinne really specializes in hacking and rewriting subconscious patterns, up-leveling your mind, manifestation and confidence using tools such as hypnosis. And we're even going to go as usual here on the show into all things, spiritual connection and the subconscious. Corinne, with all of that said, Welcome to the Cosmic Love Antenna. Oh, thank you so much. That was a really nice introduction. Loved it. It's it's my favorite way to begin these conversations, right? I love love setting the energetic foundation. So not just I feel confident and safe, but you feel confident and safe, right? So um, Corinne, let's get straight into it. How I start these chats, usually start these episodes is, You know, I've had the pleasure of getting to know you a bit, but people tuning in, they're just starting to hear your voice, starting to connect to your energy. So I think a really good way to begin this dialogue today to help people connect into you is learning a little bit about you. And we're going to, I'm going to find out stuff through the the practices and the, and the tools that you use, but let's start with, can you share with us your pain teacher? And I define your pain teacher as the event or maybe a series of events that led you to this work, right? Why did you get into working with the subconscious? Was there something in your past that really propelled you into the work that you do today? Absolutely. 
Um, it has been a long journey and sometimes a really hard journey. So it started uh, as a child. I was a highly sensitive child. And I was born into a religious family. My father was quite narcissistic. And my mother was emotionally very closed off. It, it's, it's interesting, Corinne. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm, <laughs> I'm already, to me, like I think the average person listening to even just that little thing that you just said can go, oh, no, poor Corinne, poor that must have been so so much hardship there. And I'm not taking anything away that there is hardship, but I'm sure you can relate to this. A lot of potential, right? a lot of potential for expansion. So thank you for sharing that. Keep going. Absolutely. Um, so all the pain I went through with, um, a very abusive father and a very suppressing religion where you weren't allowed to basically have any thoughts or feelings of your own. Uh, there were a lot of strict rules. So Christianity, you yeah. said, Corinne, was it Christianity? No, it was a cult. Okay. Can you explain yeah. can, if you feel comfortable, what kind of cult was it? Absolutely. It was Jehovah's Witnesses. Okay. Yeah. So um, for me, it was very tough because it was both a dysfunctional family from the beginning and you added a layer of religion on top of it. Uh, that was not very good. So um, already when I was about 12 years old, I I got some kind of epiphany and I knew that this cult was not for me. It was not the truth. It was not about love and spirituality. But, you know, at 12 years old, I couldn't do anything. So for me, it was a six-year-long wait until I became 18 and I was legally allowed to choose what I wanted to do with my life. Mm. So I basically, uh, the same day, I became 18, I took my bags mm. and I moved and I never looked back. So I didn't know that, Corinne. I didn't, uh, we hadn't talked about your background too much. And, you know, to be very clear, I think our stories are a big part of who we are today, but I think we need to be in the present moment. Yeah. With that said, with that said, you know, hearing your story, my friend, and, you know, looking into all the beautiful things you do in the world right now. And, ah, that's why, <laughs> that's why, that's the, that's the sort of stimulus for it. And that's why I call it the pain teacher, right? Cause it's absolutely the pain comes in and then we have a choice. And I know you agree with this. We have the mm -hmm. choice to be the victim of said pain or to mm -hmm. be the alchemist of that pain and see, Oh, this is what it's showing me. And this is the potential I can now step into. And, um, yeah. oh, I, lo but love I, I, I can tell you like this, it took me a long time to, to understand the pain yes. and that the pain could be a teacher. So there were many, many moments in my life where I was just 
angry at the yeah. world, at the universe, at God or yeah. the source, because I couldn't see that the, the pain was there to teach me something. Yeah. But once I understood it, I could harness its energy and its knowledge and trying to learn why why is the subconscious working like this? Why yes. do we have all this pain and how do we release it in as fast as we can to become, you like you said, using our potential again? Yeah. And uh, we're going to get into all those little tips and techniques and the things that Corinne does beautifully. I, I had a just a quick question, my friend, as you were sharing, mm-hmm. something bubbled up, you know, that, that age frame of waiting to 18 and yeah. you know these just having can't can't ha- legally and and you know in terms of a family unable to exit how did you how did you manage that right so other than you just expressed the emotional regulation that you it sounds like you had to mm-hmm. teach yourself how did you how how else did you manage that that obvious very sort of you know pressuring difficult environment internally well, I think that um, I closed down a lot. That was one of the, the strategies that I used when I was a child. And I also became um, very good at, at solving my own problems. So I learned really early that I couldn't go to anyone. I couldn't get help. So I became uh, very resourceful to find stuff to do you know, go out in nature or being with horses or, you know, distracting myself and doing stuff. And sometimes that's really good. And sometimes uh, it's not that good to distract yourself because you really need to look at it. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but based off your environment, it, there was a goal in mind, right? So at the end of the day, you know, even if we are suppressing and distracting, if it does get us to the goal when we can release and we can open up, when we can be free, when we can expand, then mm. I think that's better than some alternatives. Corinne, thank yeah. you for sharing that background and that foundation. And I think if people are listening, uh, you've probably heard some of these themes before with the the man-made religious uh, programming, right? Remember, I distinguish between the beautiful mystical elements of of all religions yeah. and the man made structures on top that cause a lot of tension. To to put it very nicely, and and also the sort of the inner child challenges, abuse, and and difficulties that we face. I would encourage people to go listen to my episode I did with Heather Tucker on sex and religion, and my inner child episodes. All things that very big themes on this episode on this show, and you can see why I was pulled to Corinne's work. Corinne, let's start now. I want to delve into some of the things that you're really passionate about and the things that you do in this world. And I think a, a good place to begin is, you know, you have the moniker or you have the label that you call yourself by, uh, the mind, the mind hacker. So maybe define that for me. What is a what is a mind hacker in your opinion? Well, um, when I started to work on myself, I realized that. In order to change thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, you need to go into the matrix. That's your subconscious mind. 
And I kind of liked the word biohacker, you know, when you are trying to optimize your body or the body's performance in some way, your health, with sometimes unorthodox methods. You're trying out and see what works. So I like that. And I, I actually heard that the word hacking was... Uh, created about 1955 mm -hmm. at some university and that's hacking was not something negative at that yeah. point it was more like uh, finding an alternative or an exciting solution for a complex pro uh, problem so i choose that because i thought that th that's what we need to do we need yep. to go into the subconscious mind and see where did this program start? How did it start? And, and what can we it. do to release them and rewrite it? So it's kind of hacking these old programs. Yeah. And I do love, um, I think it's Aristotle that said that, uh, uh, give me a child before the age of seven and I will show you the man. So I understood at some point that we are so programmed our whole life and mostly before the age of seven so in order to kind of restructure and reprogram, we need to hack this program and change them. Because if we don't, it will be harder to change. It will yeah. be more difficult. Oh, so important. So important. Uh, again, I think if people are tuning in, you're like, oh, that's why, that's why Harrison brought her on. Because uh, I speak, Corinne, maybe, I don't know if you've listened to any of my episodes, but I, I speak a lot. And part of one of the tools I use as a professional is, you know, the inner child dynamic and the relationship and, and moving through it. And I love the Aristotle quote. I'm going to have to steal it from you, my friend, start using it because it is so true. It is so powerful, right? You, if you are like, and I, the example that I give is if your life is not going the way that you would like it to go. So for example, the relationships that you have with other adults, you have partners that keep cheating on you and keep abandoning you. You have, you're unable to lean into the financial abundance that we all innately deserve. You have this chronic illness around your gut, around your sexual sacral centers. It would, it would behoove you to start looking at this zero to seven age frame as Corinne is beautifully saying, and start looking at these these, 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 these stories, these belief systems that have been unconsciously playing in the background that you are consciously unaware of, right? And Corinne's work is really powerful at this. A question that bubbles up, and I shared this with you, I shared this with you in our pre-chat and I want to dive into it now. I, that's how I got into the healing world, my friend. I got into it through biohacking and I think it's a powerful movement. And, and I think it, I mean, you know, I'm wearing an aura ring. I know it's, it's from, you know, Finland close to the Swedish country. Like it's, that's a whole thing. And I'm, and I'm very much into the movement itself. However, I, <laughs> the deeper that I've gone into uh, my spiritual healing and connection, the more resistance I have personally felt to that hacking word and so my question to you, my friend, to see how you think of this, and maybe you can help me soothe this resistance. It, what is the difference in your, in your mind between mind hacking and mind healing? Is there a difference or are they the same thing? Hmm. That is a really good question. I can just answer for myself how I see it. 
So I see that the hacking is kind of a, a, a shortcut sometimes to get to the programs that are in the subconscious mind. But when you reach the root cause, you need to heal it. And that can take time. So hacking for me is more like getting into the system of some sort, finding the root causes, but then the actual healing needs to take time sometimes. Mm. It's both. So it's, it's not an or conversation. It's an and conversation. Yes. It's, it's not hacking or healing. It's using the mind hacking to get us to a deeper sense in which we can heal. Right. Yeah. Instead of mindlessly going around and falling into the triggers and continuing to keep the unconscious in the unconscious subconscious, it's, it's propelling, it's allowing us to dive a bit deeper. Yeah. Yeah. For me, it's it. like you're having a, a wound and you need to take care of it in some way to heal it. Hmm. So the, the, for mind hacking, for me, it's taking care of the wound in some yeah. way, in a more efficient way, but still it needs healing. And that could be time. It could be a connection with other people or hmm. nature or the universe or whatever feels right for you to that's what you want to do when you heal. Mm. Speaking of sort of diving into that openness and ability to, to then heal. I want to jump to another question here, my friend, that I know that mm -hmm. you might have some experience and perspective around. Uh, and I asked this sort of just from my own experience, seeing this with clients that, uh, we do go deep and then this becomes an obstacle in your opinion, where does the individual's willingness, readiness, and commitment come into, uh, you know, the, the likelihood that a mind hack or the deeper sort of healing modalities, maybe such as hypnosis, uh, will work. What's, what's, what's your opinion on that? Oh, wow. I think it's crucial uh, the readiness and the willingness. Um, I have had clients that it's enough with one conversation, 20 minutes on a bus, on the road in Egypt. And in 20 minutes, everything is solved. Everything is changed. And then I have people with... Um, they think it's very small problems, but you need to work with them a lot because there is something blocking them from changing. And we don't know what it is. It could be fear, absolutely, fear of change, the unknown. Because if you're letting something go, you need to walk into the unknown of some sort. So it can be fear of success or fear of failure. But often I meet people that are very attached to their identity. So they know who they are or they think they know who they are. Mm -hmm. So that's a big one. Sorry. To interrupt that's you, a Karen. big one. It's a yeah. huge, <laughs> huge yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. So letting go of the problem 
the client can ask me, but if I don't have this problem anymore, then who am I? Mm -hmm. So they don't want to let go of the problem because it's so comforting for them having it because it's been there for 10, 20, 30 years and it's a part of them. So letting go of that part makes them really scared that they, they have no foundation, they don't know who they are. And so often I have to work with them that finding this kind of new identity and the possibilities, how you can expand if you don't have the problem anymore. So finding this uh, soothing that letting go of this part of them is not them about dying or get lost or anything. You really have to work with that sometimes a uh-huh. lot. <laughs> yeah. That's a profound my friend, and I can just, I can feel, I can feel the experience. And as you're sharing these stories and these examples, I'm also, I'm almost like visualizing you in these scenarios. And the question that you sort of, or the statement that you shared of, of the person sort of moving through their, their mask or persona, right? I think yeah. the definition of persona, you could take it back to the, I think the ancient Greeks or the or the ancient Romans persona used to be a mask, an actual literal mask that people put on to go to events. And that is what these identities are. And when you take that mask off, that sort of that deer in the headlights image comes up. And who am I without this mask? And that question we, and I want to like extend this out to everyone listening. We don't have to, we don't have to wait until we are in that situation where we are in that sort of fragile how do I take a step forward moment to ask ourselves that question? Who are you beyond the belief system that you've identified by for so long? Who are you beyond the mask connected to the wound that you've experienced in childhood? And I'm interested, Corinne, I have my own answers to this, but how do you facilitate someone asking that deeper question? What is this, for example, what you would do in a hypnotherapy session? What what practical tools do you use or people listening, could they implement to get to that deeper awareness or to answer this, who am I question? Mm, well, I, I often talk to my clients about um, who am I? It, it's not one sentence or one aspect that who are you? So a lot of people try to find one aspect of themselves that this is me, this one thing. And I usually say to them that I would like you to see yourself um, as a diamond with a lot of different sides or like a castle, you know, where a lot of rooms and you have one room that are uh, like a boudoir or something. You have another room that is a playroom. So all these different rooms are you. So often I say to them that what we do as an adult, that we close down the, all these rooms because they are not, people don't like them. We think that it's wrong with these rooms. So we close them down. And finally, we live in one room and a kitchen. And that's our mask or persona. So I said, so who you are is the whole castle. 
So if you open up all these rooms, you will notice that there are very different sides, very different rooms. They have different flavors, but it's going to be so wonderful. You don't have to be either or. So I often tell them that you can be very spiritual at one side and you can like uh, a nice pair of shoes or a handbag if you're a woman on the other side. It's okay. You don't have to choose. So all these rooms can be different. And if you can embrace that you are not one room or not one thing, you can be whatever you want to be and whoever you want to be. I'm uh, I'm sitting here giggling, my friend, because I'm having a, some some realizations on my end. I uh, I see this podcast as a as a manifestation of my life currently in many ways, and I see the guests that I bring on. I'm attracting from my place where I am at currently in my journey, not just as a coach and a professional, but just as a as a as a spiritual being having a human experience. And you don't know this, my friend, but uh, just to share it, I'm currently. I've shared this on other episodes. I'm currently in a mystery school. And uh, if for people unaware, a mystery school is just another, the type of education you can take to take your spiritual education a little bit deeper. And <laughs> where I'm at in the mystery school at the moment, this week, as I record this session, I'm learning and diving deeper into something called my group consciousness. And your group consciousness internally is exactly what Corinne is talking about is the castle or more, I really resonated to the diamond, the diamond with the multiple faceted sides and perspectives that is you, right? You aren't just one element. You are a multi-complex system of systems of, of individuals coming together into a oneness. And it's when we don't, we don't see that, when we don't bring our group consciousness together, as Karina is beautifully highlighting, what starts to happen is we, cut, we start creating shadow aspects shadow elements this is the idea of shadow work right that yeah. become suppressed and pushed away and in relation to the subconscious they don't get pushed away and are just gone forever Let, let's use the example of and this is one i give all the time because it's i think a lot of people can relate to this let's say i'm a i'm a gay man and one of those aspects of me is my sexual identity my sexual expression and based off my childhood Let's say I grew up in a particular religion that said to me that being a gay man or having that gay identity is wrong, is shameful, is, is should be, you're a sinner. Now what I'm doing is I am pushing that aspect or a plate, a face of the diamond into the shadow, suppressing it. But what happens, and maybe I can get your impact, your feedback and thoughts on this, my friend. What starts to happen is that aspect of me that deserves to be in the hole is now going to project outwards, get my attention in the outside world so I can see it internally. Is that, yeah. does that resonate, my friend? Is that a good example? Absolutely. So often I meet people that, like you said, they, there are sides of themselves that was not okay for their parents or other people in their environment when they were kids. So like you say, they suppress them. But the problem is that um, when you think about, you know, when you are swimming and you have this um, inflated ball, you know, so we try to push it beneath the surface. 
you can hold it down for a while, but when you get tired in your arm, it's going to pop up again. So it will definitely pop up. And if you don't listen to it, it will yell louder and louder, and it will come out in in different shapes and forms when you're not controlling it. So I, I, I tend to use this example that, you know, Tony Robbins is talking about that we have uh, six human needs. Yeah. And one of them is uh, variation, that we need that things varies and, and, and different things. So I say that, uh, have you ever been to a conference at work and you know, this older guy that had had his tie around his head and he's dancing and everything. I said, often because he has this side within him, but maybe in his life and at work, he's very correct all the time. So when he's been drinking a couple of beers or some wine, suddenly, you know, it bursts out and that's okay if it's just dancing but, you know, sometimes more happens and you mm. wake up the next day feeling very ashamed mm. that you did a lot of things that was called out of character. Mm. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was just these shadow sides that wanted to come out. And the moment you drank a couple of beers, a little wine, they said, oh, there's a window now. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm having some flashbacks, my friend. I'm having some, <laughs> I'm having some memories of. I think the alcohol piece is something we can all we can all relate to, myself included. And uh, yeah, I think that pressure image and that symbol, yeah, highlights it beautifully. And I would ask people, you know, don't don't hold guilt and shame around this, right? Hold loving acceptance and forgiveness, and use these as as potential and pain teachers going to back to what we thought we said at the start of the conversation, use them as pain teachers to now take action to, to love yourself a bit deeper. Right. Um, Corinne, let's shift here a little bit. I want to talk about hypnosis. And I know this is one of the tools that you implement with, yeah. with people that you support and help and coach. How does, how does hypnosis factor into all this subconscious work? What, what, what maybe define what kind of hypnosis you use and maybe explain to people listening why it can be a helpful tool to start mind hacking and reprogramming and helping with all the things we've talked about thus far. Yeah. So often we talk about hypnosis in two ways. So it's actually a state of the mind where you are more open to, to change and to, uh, look at things in a different perspective, but it's also a method that you use to access the subconscious mind. So, well, I traveled around the world and I have learned different techniques, but today I don't really use one. <laughs> so I just tell my clients to close their eyes and that's it. So if they are really feeling safe with me, they go there uh, so in the beginning, I used a lot of, you know, tricks and uh, tools and, and I tried and I test everything. But now I just say, close your eyes and they can feel my intention. So what we actually do is hypnosis is a way of slowing down the brain waves. So we have faster brain waves like beta. You and I are in beta right now, or maybe a little bit lower beta. We are a little bit relaxed. 
but we are very attentive and we are focusing. And then we have slower brain waves like alpha when we meditate and theta when we go even deeper and delta when we are sleeping. So uh, what I do is that I help people to kind of just slowing down the brain waves a bit because that's when the magic happens. Because when you slow down your brain waves, suddenly you open the capacity of the brain to think differently, to connecting the dots, noticing what is wrong in your life, to see from a new perspective, to heal, to forgive, uh, to learn everything. And if people say, well, can I do that myself? I said, yeah, you can do that. And many people do that with meditation. But sometimes it's like with the car. When the car breaks down, you need a mechanic that knows the car. So sometimes I call myself the mechanic that yeah. I know how the car works. So I can facilitate in a more efficient way the transformation. A question, my friend. that. That brainwave state that is in, is uh, um, inducive, more inducive for the the reprogramming to occur. What's the name of it again? What's the frequency? It's is it... it's it's uh, alpha and theta. Theta, yeah, theta is the one I was yeah, trying theta. to connect to. Yeah, yeah. Have you noticed that theta usually comes with a lot of drowsiness? So it's it's it it comes like it's like a pre sleep state. It's like so, if you follow the drowsiness or not, what 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 symptoms? So I guess what I'm trying to ask here, if someone is trying to tap into it, and I agree with you, I think a practitioner holding space, adding their intention and love, I'm going to come back to that in a second, is important. But I think some people trying to understand this because these frequency states, I think people can get lost in them. What What are some symptoms? How do we know, other than the sort of being receptive to, to rewriting, how do we know when mm -hmm. we're in one, one versus the other? Uh, well, most of my clients say that they notice that they are extremely clear in the mind. They are very sharp. And they notice that um, they get answers that seems more truthfully. So it's not that they are thinking about giving me a, a logical answer. It's like the answer is coming more from within, like a deeper truth of some sort. Mm. So clarity, sharpness, uh, more true answers, uh, more emotions, because they connect more to their emotions and uh, moments of insights that they haven't had before. Often they say, oh, yeah, wow, now I understand. Why haven't I seen this before? So these are the most signs that I notice. And to add to it, some of them also feels very relaxed in the body. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to put some dots together here for people. And uh, this is actually where I want to take the, the chat next. And let me, let's, let me just put a, put a pin there. I want to come back to that. But I just want mm -hmm. to hit on something you said before because I, I don't want to lose it. And it's so important. You said that you started hypnosis with all these different tools and then, and then what you started to notice was that you didn't need all the tools. You just needed your confidence that you gained from the tools. And then most importantly, the loving intention. And that was the thing 
that helped people drop into the state that they needed to be in. And I, and I want to emphasize this for all the practitioners out there listening. This is not, <clears throat> this is not a Corinne thing. This is a, this is an everyone thing. And this is why it's so important. And I say this to, you know, people that I work with and people that are interested in hiring a coach, I would ask you, what does the healing? Is it the modality? Is it the tool? Is it the, is it the, the hypnosis, the Reiki, the, the thing? Or is it the love behind it? Is it the loving intention behind it? And I've experienced, and obviously you have too, my friend, it's the latter. So when you're looking for someone, right, when you as the individual are looking for someone to help you with your challenges, in this case, you know, childhood trauma, subconscious reprogramming, all the things, listen to that heart, right? Listen to that space that pulls you towards someone, that pulls you towards that love. Because if you're pulled towards it, there's a high likelihood that the love the person gives you is going to help you heal, right? And the, the tool, the practice is the package in which that love moves through. So that was a really good thing saying that the, the, the tool is the package yeah. that moves the healing. So, and I also wanted to add that the love and the safety, Yes, because a lot of clients say that I feel so safe when I work with you. So they can go to these dark places. They can look at these shadow aspects of themselves because I don't judge them. They feel the love and they also feel safe. Yeah. 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 It's, it's pivotal, right? It's why going back to the chakra system, it's why the root chakra is root number one, right? We, of safety, security, support. We need that safety, security, support to go deeper into the things that need to be healed. Uh, Corinne, let's go back to what you were saying just before about, and this is the dot that I wanted to make as well for people, the, you, you know, getting into that theta state. And those symptoms of receiving knowledge, deeper awareness, right? A knowing, uh, a sort of just like getting downloads. I would actually assert what's happening here. And I would, I would encourage people to listen to some of the episodes I've done with um, Alison, Alison uh, Pellicer and Claudia talking about channeling and connecting into your higher self and all these things. I think it's a big part of what you're saying, my friend, is the mind, the mind and the brain and the thoughts and the belief systems, they're a part of us there and we can rewrite them. They need to be looked at. And this is a section and a place of our being that we can lean into, but it's not the only place within our being that we can spend time in. And I found, and I want to get your opinion on this, my friend, that this is another place we can go to, right? This, whether you want to call it the heart space, whether you want to call it connecting to your higher self, whether you want to call it connecting to, you know, the divine God consciousness, whatever your name is, this is a, a place and place that is an option, right? So we don't have to be in the thinking, logical, mental belief system run mind. We can also be in this space where we're sort of going to a deeper state. Am I? Am I resonating at all, my friend? Absolutely. And that is what I wish for all my clients because it enriches their lives. But sometimes you have to take it in steps. So if you have a lot of issues in your life, a lot of negative emotions or trauma, they can be blocking 
this channel of listening to your heart yep. or to the universe. So sometimes you have to just take it in small steps. So mm-hmm. that's what I try to do. Yeah. And, uh, this is where spiritually bypassing bypass yes yes. (laughs) this is where spiritually bypassing is so is so dangerous in my opinion because you corinne is like could not have said it better myself right and let me explain it this way let's say that we we go into a meditation and we do connect to this this higher self this higher knowledge this deeper awareness and we connect to a really divine truth of let's say you know, love, unconditional love, and we feel it, we connect to it in the meditation. And then our goal is to obviously we want to share that, right? We want to bring that back into the physical reality and share it with people and expand it into the physical world. If I have had a childhood trauma or a belief system, again, maybe around a religion, a culture, a family growing up, that divine truth that we've, we've, we've gone to the higher realms to, to bring back now is being filtered through that belief system, that trauma, that exactly what you're saying. So it's, I kind of see it as you're going to a higher space, grabbing the thing, coming back. But if you're not mindful of the mental health, the subconscious reprogramming, all the things we've been talking about, it now has sort of, it sort of muddies, it muddies the expression of the thing that you deserve to share with the world. Absolutely. So, um, for me, it's really important to be authentic and um, being spiritual in a very deep, healthy way. So just like you said, um, sometimes I meet people that are very spiritual, but they have not worked with their traumas. They have not worked with their ego or anything. So they can be very technically skilled in connecting to spiritual things but you notice when they, how they treat people or uh, what they're aiming for in life, that they're still very unmature. So they are v- not very emotionally uh, intelligent. So for me, these two things goes together. Yeah. Yeah. So pure maturity for me is both the spiritual side and the human side working together. Yeah. It's, uh, it gets me so excited, my friends. This is why I think... Uh, you know, holistic health. I'm so passionate about it. And I can tell you are too. It's, you know, it, we don't just have our spiritual health and well-being. We also have our physical, mental, and emotional, right? And we need equal awareness in these realms and bring it all together, right? We can't just do one because it's exactly what you're saying. I'm interested now, my friend, let's, because we're here, we're in this space, we're in this spiritual energy now, mm-hmm. let's go a little bit deeper because I, I this is why I wanted to bring you on because I wanted to connect all this mind hacking and subconscious work to the spiritual. Cause I think people have this disconnect. I'm wondering, you know, in your, in your world, in your life, Karina, you know, you're not just a beautiful professional helping other people. You also have your past and your current experiences. What, what rituals do you practice, right? That support this synergy right? Between maybe your own kind of spiritual connection that you dive into and also this subconscious mental emotional balance that you aim to walk. What does that look like in your world? Oh, wow. I'm probably going to make you disappointed. <laughs> um, impossible, I, I, my friend. Impossible. <laughs> um, 
the more spiritual I become, the less rituals I actually have. Uh, for me, it's more um, of a state. Uh, and of course, I can activate that state. Uh, but for me, it's often more just setting the intention that I'm going into that state and I can switch it on like this. So I don't need a lot of rituals. Sometimes I have rituals because I think it's uh, it's nice. It makes me feel good. It makes me put me in a in a in a vibe or a mood or something. But often I notice that I can get into that spiritual mode basically anywhere. But I have to catch it. So. I can do it on a train or in a busy meeting. So the struggle is just to notice and be aware that I'm not grounded right now or uh, I'm not in my spiritual vibe and just, you know, get Being into taken it away again. by a belief yes. system. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, and just get into it again. So again, uh, I'm going to expand on Corinne's profound comment here this is if you actually look into a lot of um you know yogis or lamas or you know really powerful mystical spiritual beings this is what they teach they don't teach you only being connected to your spiritual being when you sit on your pillow in the morning and connect into your meditative practice they teach about how to make life a spiritual practice right we are a beautiful spiritual being having a human experience. And ultimately the goal should be what Corinne is highlighting. It's where can we be mindful and connected to that truth when we're on the subway, when we're washing our dishes, when we're out in nature, when we're in that meeting with someone, right? That's the goal. And I'm definitely not there yet. I've been totally honest and transparent. Corinne, I hear you. I'm like, uh, this is something I need to work on. But I say this to everyone you know, don't get stuck in expectations on what your what your rituals should look like, right? And if you're connecting to something, then that's enough. Yeah. Because sometimes for some people, it can start to become more about the crystals yes. or the order to do things. Or I can't do this because I'm not in the right environment at the moment. So I do love, yeah, I really love that I can do it anywhere. It doesn't have to be the perfect environment. I don't need crystals yeah. or anything. If I like it, I can yeah. use it, but I don't need it. Yeah. It's powerful, my friend. Thank you for sharing. See, you didn't disappoint me. That was that was a beautiful answer <laughs> as I expected. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> I, Karina, I really enjoyed this chat and uh, your beautiful heart and your mind. You know, it's it's a gift to the world. And I have I have two more two more questions I want to finish with here. And mm -hmm. this, this one now that's coming up is more of a getting the opportunity to spend time with someone that spends a lot of time in this subconscious, you know, mental world. And it's something that I think about and I want to see what your perspective is on it. I've noticed when I, so I facilitate a lot of helping the people that I get to help through meditation and, and the chakra centers in a child's work. And I've noticed that, when I go into the subconscious world uh, and the unconscious world, that time and space starts to become something that is less 
less linear in nature. It's less, less structured, less, this is the past, this is the present, and this is our potential future. It, it kind of blurs together. So I'm wondering just in your experience, it, does this resonate for you? Have you noticed whether it be through hypnotherapy, whether it be through going back to the inner child elements, have you noticed that time and space starts to become less of a rigid structure that we live in? Does it make sense what I'm saying? <laughs> absolutely. I totally get you. Um, absolutely. I, I, it's said about the subconscious mind that it doesn't understand time and space. So that's why you can create a strategy when you are five years old and your parents are arguing and they are moving towards a divorce and you get really scared and you hide behind the sofa or you hide in your room. So the strategy is to hide, to get away. That's why you can have this strategy 30, 40 years later. And now you are a manager at work and suddenly some of your coworkers start to argue about something. And maybe you don't hide behind the sofa, but you go into your office and you close the door. And your coworkers is saying that you are not a good boss because you don't take the conflicts, you, you don't find resolutions, you don't help them. And you still have 30 years later, 40 years later, the same strategy. And that's because the subconscious doesn't understand the concept of time, which means that it still thinks that the best way to solve a conflict or a threat is maybe to hide. So there is a very typical, very practical and easy example of time just moving away. And it's the same thing when you go into hypnosis, like you said, it dissolves time and space, which means that Often clients say to me, oh, it feels like 10 minutes. And I said, no, you've been in hypnosis for an hour. And they said, wow, I didn't know. And that's often also why they can move through time and space and have experiences that sounds a little bit out there, but they haven't got these boundaries. So kind of they can move anywhere. And that's really, really exciting. <laughs> it really is, my friend. And I, you, you nailed it. That was beautifully explained and exactly what I was trying to get out of you. And I mean, we could go off so many other tangents with what you just said, but I, I will just end it and say, this is what I have a lot of people that come to me and say, especially from the inner child perspective and the inner child work, they say, oh, but Harrison, I'm 50, I'm 60, I'm 70. You know, there's, there's just... My childhood was so long ago. How am I ever going to go back there and do the reparenting, do the rewriting? And it's 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 because it's that exactly what you just said. That event, both the 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 story that we've told ourselves, the emotional resonance around it, and the solution don't exist within that duration of time. They're both accessible to you here right now, and you know through the modalities that Corinne uses, through the modalities that I use. We can access it because, you know, and it's so cliche to say, but it's so true. Time is not a factor. And, and I just, I say that to everyone listening, you know, move beyond that. It's never, never too old. It's never too late. It's never, you know, time is irrelevant within this conversation. Corinne, I thoroughly enjoyed this chat as I expected. I want to I have one final question for you. 
before I get to it, I want to give you now the opportunity. If people have been connecting to your love, to your brilliance, to the things that you do in the world, is there anything you want to share and direct people towards such as a website, a book, a course that you want to to get, get people to look into, to reach out to you, to connect deeper? Uh, yes, I have a book called Mind Hacking for Rebels, and you can buy it. it. Uh, good good yeah. title. <laughs> yeah, it is, because you need to be a little bit of a rebel to uh, kind of hack the old programming and dare to, to go in another direction. So for people who feel that it's a little bit too much to start in therapy or go to a coach or so, you can always start reading the book because there I will explain a little bit more about the subconscious mind, how it works. So you're going to get a lot of oh moments when you start to realize that you start to know yourself. And then I have a, a lot of small, small, easy mind hacks that you can use in everyday life. So you can buy the book on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, or everywhere, everywhere as a paperback or as an ebook. And if at one point you feel that, oh, I want to make a, do a session with Karen, or I want to ask her something, they can just go to my website. My email is there and just send me an email. And as always, beautiful podcast listeners, uh, if you click on the show details on the podcast listener, you are tuning into Apple, Google, Spotify. You'll see all of uh, Karin's details, her website, her email. You can just click on it and go straight there. So that's the easiest way to do it as well. Karin, one final question for you. The name of this podcast is The Cosmic Love Antenna. And we've we've gone through the cosmos a little bit here today. That that, that deeper awareness that we were talking about before within the theta state that we connect to, in my opinion, that is a state of deep love. I'm wondering, my friend, how do you personally define that love word yourself? Wow. <laughs> I think it depends on my mood of the day. <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, I've been thinking about that a lot sometimes. Um, and I never found a, a really satisfying answer. I think that love for me is like the diamond. There are so many sides of it. So it depends on what perspective you look at it. But an easy way for me to say is that love for me is um, a very kind relationship with yourself and others. How beautifully said, my friends. Uh, I felt those words as soon as you said it. As soon as you said the diamond, I was like, ooh, that's a good start. And then you finished it off with the kind relationship. Uh, beautiful, my friend. I love you very much, Corinne. Thank you for spending time with me today. Podcast listeners out there tuning in, thank you for bringing us your ears, bringing us your minds and bringing us your heart. If you enjoyed this episode today, remember that you can share this with your friends, with your family members, with people that you love very much. You can tag us in social media, do a screenshot of maybe something that you've learned, leave your reviews if you've got some insights that really impacted you. But until then, until next time, until our next episode, we'll see you here on the Cosmic Love Antenna weekly as always. Have a beautiful evening, morning, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna podcast. We hope you enjoyed. Be sure to follow Harrison on Instagram, Twitter, and Clubhouse at Harrison Ma. That's Harrison, M-E-A-G-H-E-R.
Hey guys, it's Miriam Love here, and I want to share something very special with you. Check out my new release, All In, the Spanish remixes, out now on Electric House Records. And always remember, be love, share love, all love. Available now wherever you listen to music. Welcome to Ringside with Ray and Prince. My name is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, that's no, that's just my dad. My name is Prince Daniels Jr. Daniels again with a big home. On this show, we come to humanize athletes, entertainers, business executives. We're going to see what makes them tick. Tuesdays, 10 a.m. Pacific time on Spotify, Apple, Amazon, and wherever you get your podcast. We'll see you there. Peace and power. Electric acid. Electric acid.